1: We're back. We're below the belt. Uh, It's episode 21. We're in a special place today. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. Cal, I want your resignation. So first thing in the morning. uh, Tell us why. I I plan to tender it anyway. So I left the mic at home today. Long story short. uh, Normally we record at Parts Unknown or we record at Ball Street. In Ball Street they have a mic and they have all the stuff. We're obviously in an external location today and I left the mic at home. I didn't realise until five o'clock when I had a very, very comfortable day at work, doing not fu- not much at all. Five o'clock, I remember. And then, after getting close to tears, rang Flav, friend of the pod. He lent me the mic. Go to Hammersmith train station. Some poor chaps fell under the tracks. Then get the bus to Oh, I didn't I know it had like, some tragedy in <laughs> it. There so is, yeah, and it's, yeah. Jesus some cow. poor tracks fell under the tracks. Then I get to Victoria, get the mic, get the DLR, Get off at West Ferry, realize I'm 25 minutes away from the gym. Oh dear. <laughs> then jump in an Uber. Uber save the day. Uber said, get me to the fucking gym. <laughs> they get a bad rap Uber, but they're, they're heroes in my heart. They really are. And, and now fair, here this, we are. This
0: mic seems to do the job, so uh, yeah, everything works yeah. out. Thank you, Flav. <laughs> but
1: anyway, so we are here at Coolbox Gym in Globe Road, Bethnal Green, with uh, two very, two very special guests. I say one and a half, really. But, okay. So we've got Scott uh, Hamilton here from social
0: media. What's the yeah, title gripped, nowadays. Uh, head of digital and social media at Metro. Uh, pleasure to be back on eighteen months or so since a lot the last time. Uh, yeah, so the episode last, two, episode three? I, three. I think it was episode three. Yeah, it's a, it a while ago now. Um, a lot of things have changed in that period of time. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to you, we'll, we'll get know. to you. <laughs>
1: but we've got the main man here today, we've got Lawrence O'Coli. We mentioned after the Sheffield uh, pot on the drive hat, but we uh, very kindly got to meet uh, Lawrence and his manager, uh, Will, and they said they might be able to come and do something, and we've been able to do it. So thank you very much for letting us come thank down. Thank you for having me, yeah, it's good. So we've, um, like I said, a cool box gym in Bethlehem Green. So this is a this is a local gym, such yeah. well. so if you're around this area, come and check it out for sure. Uh, it's, um, it's busy, man, right? so yeah. hopefully you'll hear some background
2: noise. So how you doing? No, no, I'm good, I'm good. Just uh, had a good day of training today, so, you know, it's just the same old.
1: So we've had a big day, we've had an announcement today for your next fight. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Um, well, you and Scott can tell us a bit more about it, at the show as well in general. You know, well, I mean, it's September the 1st, um, next-gen show at York You've got myself, obviously, you've got people like Conor Ben, Joshua Blatsey, Joe Cordina, Ted Cheeseman, all on the show. So it's going to be action-packed with, you know, the young, fresh talent, like, we're all hungry and ambitious, so you're going to get a lot of excitement on the night, I believe. So the first Next Gen show went down really well I thought
0: Yeah yeah they did Yeah they seem to be going pretty down pretty going down pretty well um, Friday night something slightly different to the, to the normal sort of Saturday night fight nights uh, in addition to the card that Lawrence uh, has just mentioned got Danny Dignam unbeaten super middleweight and Felix Cash coming back as well with a few more uh, to be announced shortly uh, I was talking to Lawrence about this before we were recording and it might sort of be the, the last last chance you get to see some of these guys in yeah. such a small um, such a small small venue um, you look back at Anthony Joshua who thought York Horny's third fight, um, and obviously hasn't looked back since. So, um, I definitely urge uh, people to buy the tickets and uh, get down for a, an action pack night. Of you
1: should, man, with early doors. You know what I bought, I went to Joshua. I don't know who it was now but I had VIP tickets to Joshua Fight O2 for 150 quid at yeah. the time. Add on another zero now. Yeah, exactly. getting close yeah. to... Uh... Yeah. So, Lawrence, um, I'm we, I wanted to, to, to ask him about how you kind of got into boxing and growing up yeah. but I'm sure, I mean, you must have answered these questions a thousand times so yeah. we've got some some points that I've that I've done and I've kind of done research and stuff. Yeah. I was going to run past you and you can tell us whether that's true and, okay. and maybe elaborate on them a little bit. So, we've got you know, Born and Bred in Hackney. Yeah. Yeah? So, uh, and... You started, so boxing, so you're 20, how old do you know? 24? yeah. So you started boxing relatively late. In yeah, terms so of I, what can you tell just,
2: us about that? Just before I turned 18, I started training for boxing. Um, but yeah, it was just the same thing I said. I was I'm overweight and I needed a way to lose weight. I'm from the GP and I went to all different types of sports, but none of them really catch my fancy. Then um, one of my friends was a boxer at a local gym, and he asked me to just come down and have a little um, go at it. Mm. I went, and then instantly I loved it from the first session, and just carried on going. And I forgot about the whole weight loss target. I didn't even go back to the GP. Um, I went back once, and then after that, I didn't even go back again to keep up to date with the weight loss. I was just, uh, just enjoying it. Yeah, for
1: those, for, for those who don't know, in terms of when you started, this was this was something that you kind of had to do at that time in terms of yeah, weight and, and you know, yeah. So it wasn't
2: that, obviously, like obviously that I didn't really know anything about boxing other than. Like Mike Tyson biting someone's ear off and like Muhammad Ali like that was that was it for me in boxing. I don't think I've watched a boxing match before, um, so I've never been much into watching sports anyway. So um, just getting a real life feel of um, boxing was good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What other sports did you try? So you I, to, I tried.
2: Really yeah, so I tried jogging first of all. I like, not yeah. as a sport, but I hated it. Um, I tried football after school, basketball after school, but I was, like, I was just not, not any good at any of them and right. I never wanted, to, never wanted to push. But when I went to a boxing gym, it's the whole thing of, like, I don't want to do ten push-ups, but you have a coach that says do ten push-ups. Yeah. And if I do five and the coach looks away, there's a boxer looking at me to say, you've got five more to do. So that was just installed in me over and over again and now I go to the gym and I do more than um, the 10 push-ups I'm asked for, but, you know, it's a process.
1: And so you, you've gone from there, and you, and you watched, so in terms of, at the time, so, for example, in the Olympics, you got yeah. to the last 16 of the Olympics in uh, Rio, yeah. and lost to uh, to the chap that uh, so Annie Joshua like, yeah. beat in the final in 2012, the Cuban... Um, it was g so Yes, um, But you watched Anthony uh, win man. that fight in your yeah. break from working in... Yeah, in no, I watched him win plus. the
2: final, which was against... Um, Camarelli or something like that, yeah. um, but I watched most of these fights for it, yeah. but um, that one I happened to be at work at the time, but yeah, yeah. And then
1: the difference of four years, you were there
2: in, in real making that quarter. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all good, do you know what I mean? Obviously I'm quite rational with boxing, obviously I wanted to win the Olympics, but I remember it was my first season as a GB boxer, so really I was brought on the team as a 2020 hopeful, yeah. but in my mind I had the idea and I said to Rob and everyone that I'm going to this next Olympics, you know. Sometimes people laugh. Sometimes people, like, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. Um, but I just went for it and then got there, and um, I pushed it as far as I could with my ability at the time. And that's um, where it got me. But I'm, um, you know, I'm still working every day. That like, so it's all good. Did you think?
1: You look back at it now. You think oh, 26 amateur fights.
2: you 26. Right mm-hmm. no, um, when I finished, yeah.
1: 26 amateur fights, and now you're signed with with room, you know, something that's essentially changed the game, really, in, in yeah. this country, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stick that flies either way, and sometimes it's deserved, sometimes it isn't, yeah. but, you know, do you ever look back at it now and, and take a second now just to think, oh, I'm on the cusp now, of starting um, to turn, and and sometime, wonder how it's all come yeah, this quickly?
2: That's more what I think, like, oh, like, because sometimes I think back to walking to my first gym and being overweight and girls not liking me and, like, not being good at sports, to where I am now, but then obviously with match room, we're fortunate enough that there's boxers like Kell Brook, Andy Joshua, Tony Bellew, who are at the top of the game. So I never get caught up in where I'm at now, because I know that there's so much to do. Like If I stop boxing today, there might be a couple of people oh that's a shame, I wonder. But on the grand scheme of things, the world keeps turning. Yeah. So I'm trying to get to the point where it's legacy stuff like, what's next? Is, is he fighting next? What's that, do you know what I mean, where people care? Because at the end of the day, you only have a short window where you can make an impact. Boxing might not be an impact on the whole whole world, but if you look at people like Muhammad Ali and Tyson, everybody all down, they did was box him. They managed to become legendary and their names have yeah. the won. So, that kind of thing is the thing that sits on my head. There's a lot of pressure mentally sometimes. I'm like, can I do it, can't I? But those are the sort of things that I, I look for.
1: Well, speaking of pressure, so thinking about everything, over there, so we were, in, we were in Sheffield and saw your, um, and, and that was your third uh, yeah. fight, wasn't it? So, you've had your 4 0 now, or yeah. all four all first round knockouts. Mm-hmm do you think does that add to the pressure now but the fact that you know this next fight coming up do you think wow I need to get him out in the first round no, I will. <laughs> I will get him out in the first yeah, yeah. round don't worry about that yeah.
2: <laughs> nah, um, nah for me like personally um, the only time I maybe felt the first round pressure up was in my last fight mm-hmm. but I said to Ryan and everyone this is the last time yeah. I'm going to go for a first round um, knockout but after because the thing is in the gym I'm you told you told us that after the after the fight when right. we met when we met your actors so you told us that that's what you
1: said but then you right. said when you got in there you're like now just yeah just, no but I'm gonna make like, sure I, do it I mean
2: because <laughs> really if I look back at my boxing career my main focus has been boxing. Hit, don't be hit, bro. Mess about. Like, but then um, I think when you turn pro, it's smaller gloves mm. and you've got that mindset instilled in you from when you're, when you're amateur on the Olympics. It's like, when you turn pro, it's a fight, it's different, bro. So then that's been drummed into you. So when it comes to fight time, it's like, okay, in the amateurs, you don't ever want to lose. However, you know, if you lose, like, for example, I lost to Saban, yeah. but I learned from it. It's like, okay, you know what, I learned, you know, let's take that going forward. But as a pro, your losses stay with you for the rest of your career. Do you know what I mean? There's no reset button like there is when you turn professional. So that comes with a different pressure, which sort of, like, altered the way that I box on fight day. When I'm in the gym, people that spar me know, Yeah. you know what I mean? I'm boxing, you know, trying to be clever, working on stuff with Brian. I never go in being some bully, punching, whatever. But on fight day, I'm just like can't be asked the box that, I'm just going to go in there and like... <laughs> you, it's so it, much it's, much it's
1: interesting, you, so, I mean Scott, do you see that, like, you, you know, you've probably been, probably more of us, we've, we've, we've seen all your fights obviously, but Scott's maybe a, a bit of a closer. so I mean, have you seen a difference in the first four fights from what you would have seen amateur-wise, other than the obvious of course, but you know, Lawrence talked about mentality change maybe with that, is that something that you think is obvious?
0: Um, I wouldn't say obvious, but you know, it's something that you can sort of grasp from afar, um, like Lawrence says, when the, when the bell goes, um, you know, the cameras are on, that pressure comes naturally. Um, mm. I wouldn't say you've rushed your work, but there's definitely uh, an element of you can tell Lawrence wants to get the job done as soon as possible, and he has done.
1: I'm Um, assuming it makes your job easier. It's not a digital content when Mm -hmm. someone's being banged down Definitely. I've
0: I've got my phone out at all times with Lawrence. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Sometimes with a tweet already pre drafted to say (laughs) it's another first round knockout. Um, But yeah, no, I love watching Lawrence. Um, Lawrence is one of the few boxers that I will will personally go out of my way and make sure I'm ringside um, to see because A, it's going to be fireworks. And being, I enjoy, yeah, I enjoy watching uh, these these young GB guys coming through. It's um, it's good to, to see them develop
2: and, and sort of, you know, it's
1: doing it in their own. It's nice to hear Lawrence talk about that type of stuff because I mean Lawrence has been out. You've been in Manchester, Glasgow, uh, oh, obviously two. Sheffield, York Hall coming up, and obviously at the O2. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's been spread around other people getting to see but with yeah. things like the next gen shows. It's, this is this is how do you feel that this is how particularly Olympians should should maybe take that next step and how they get about and oh, spread that kind of message of this, I'm here and I'm ready to go. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think you know, East London, East London is a small place. You know, and so yeah. we want like 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 what you guys did, like what Matram did with AJ was like getting him up to Hull, get him to Manchester, get him to Liverpool. They're doing the, they're doing the same with you, Lawrence, and this. Uh, yeah I think it's I think it's a great I really like that I don't really I'm not trying to kiss your ass far. I really like the next gen thing. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Um everybody knows I'm a wrestling mark. It's similar to what the wrestling people do. Um, you know, bring bring the young guys through and give people like Lawrence a chance to headline cards. Yeah, it gives them well. the spotlight, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're not you're know. not sort
0: of thrown in first live fight, you're you're, you're topping these bills mm-hmm. um, on a Friday night. So um, yeah, like you say, it's a, it's a welcome welcome dip. It's almost it's similar
1: to Friday night fights yeah. back in the day as well, because everybody was like, oh, I miss Friday night fights. You know, that was such a great thing. It was in leisure centers, and you can see the basketball in the mm, background, yeah. and you know, but he'd sling a, sling a British title fight on there.
0: Great, I like it. I think, I think that's quite a good learning curve for these young guys as well. I mean, obviously Lawrence boxed at York Hall once as, a, uh, as an amateur in uh, WSB against Mexico. Yeah. Um, and I was lucky enough to be at that, and I remember Lawrence had a, a fair following that night. And for him to, to now experience, the, you know, the lion pit of, uh, of York Hall is, is another string to his bow from a professional level. And you know, the likes of Joe Cordina as well. You know, it's, it's great for them yeah. to, to experience it, um, sort of tick off the list and, and move onwards and upwards.
1: What do you feel into? I had a question about in terms of you mentioned like mentality and changing no. that as you've gone into the parade. so You find so when you know when you. From that moment when you go right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn pro now. Is that, is that something where you go? Obviously, we know the differences between the, um, between like the amateur side of things and, and the Sorry, pro. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Sorry. So you know when we talk about going from amateurs, amateurs to pro, that mentality switch. Is that something that you've had any Three advice, mentions. any advice from about how to approach it from other, from other pros that have um, done a similar kind of path? You know, AJ. No,
2: I think so. like you're meant to just keep it the same because it is the same principles. But I feel personally, I, I always wanted to. Be a knockout artist. Okay. Like, it's just because that's the, like, when I'm boxing. That's what I enjoy most. I like, have won fights on points. I've lost fights on points, but, but I enjoy the chaos. Like that's the ones where you leave and like, like, oh, wow, like no, like, mm. it's the it's the most sensational way to win a fight. So that's what I sort of aim for. So as a pro, I know that people like Golovkin at the moment, the Mike Tyson's. Obviously, they're shaped differently to me, but. Everyone loves a KO show, do you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. I, I, I'm trying my best not to get too caught up in it to the point where I forget boxing and just want to get a knockout. Either way, if it's mm. me that goes, if it's them that goes, and show a bit of boxing here and there. But to be fair, if I'd had four fights, one KO, four fights, no KO, like, it's not as exciting. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? And at the end of the day... Do you mean exciting, you mean exciting for you personally, or, or
1: just in per- rounds, what you're trying to get around to? the around, all around. Like
2: because like, like I said, I'm trying to be like, remembered, like, as a legendary cruiserweight, full stop, like, yeah. and I look at, even if you look at David Hay, who's still around now, when you watch his cruiserweight fights, he was sensational, like, knocking everyone like out, like, like, like center, yeah, yeah, and it was, it was amazing, it's great to watch, I can watch old David Hay now, even though he's still around now, yeah. so that's what I want, I want you to look back at, okay, let's see what Cody's first fight was like, see, second, let's see, okay, fifth, tenth. Okay, so, like, do you know what I mean, and just follow up with hey, a excitement, not just, ah, oh, you had a rubbish mat there, or do you know what I mean? Yeah. And another thing, Brian's like Mr. Boxing, however, he says to me, um, um, you, you want some show rules, do you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, give him a show roll, that's it. Not yeah. just a stoppage, give him a show rule, so, you know.
0: I think when you, um, when you flick on the likes of Sky Sports News, the, the first boxing bit of highlights you'll see from a show is a, is a knockout, yes. it tends to be. So it's not going to be a drawn-out, quince uh, no. decision. So Mike uh, Lawrence says, from a, from a fan perspective, the fans want to see that sort of yeah, stuff sure. and, and yeah.
1: deliver it. You know, the, the, the casual fan, I know it's a dirty word, but the, the people that, the, that go to the, the shows, at the, the big shows, they're there to see knockouts. Yep. They're not there to see. As much as I love watching a Tyrone Nurse, for example, someone rangy, Southpaw, but not the biggest puncher. That's not for most people. Yep. You know, they want to see people spark yeah,
0: and if you do want to sort of progress and be a, a legend cruiserweight, yeah. as, as you say, um, you yeah, know there is a, an element of tapping into that casual market, yeah. like mm-hmm. Team Joshua. Yeah, I agree. Um, And you look at that which, cruiserweight division also,
1: now. Yeah, you know it, it's it's moving towards that. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, Tony. What's happened to Tony Bellew in the last what eighteen months, yeah. two yeah. years? Is is I, I dare say it's probably it's probably one of Eddie's favourite things yeah. that happened. Yeah, more there, than right, I, Yeah. But you look at that division now, and all right, it might not necessarily be the most I don't hate that word casual but you know what I mean in terms of in terms of wide audience it's not glamorous is it because you look at the the, the WBSS now I mean that 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 tournament is stacked that Cruiserweight is going to be fantastic to watch but is it going to no, be you so Daughtrycus against? Um, yeah. Was he fighting against reaction, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. <laughs> uh, is um, you know, is that's not going to be that's not going to be on a, a Saturday night fight night, is it? No, but
0: I mean, just talking about the, the division as a whole, you know, sort of dropping down to domestic level, and I, I think it's quite a sexy division. Mm. Um, and over time, you know, that might help grow the, the weight division as a whole in the UK market. Like you say, them fights that are in the World Boxing Super Series, fantastic for the hardcore fan, for the casual fan, you know. If I ask my uh, my mate, who is a casual fan, he ain't gonna know who the you know, yeah. the majority of them are, but you know.
1: But is it on the domestic level, and this is this is where I think you, you know, it's the right way to go about it. You know you what's know. coming,
0: Lawrence. You know what's coming. What? Domestic level. I
1: <laughs> so I mean, it seems like you're on a you know, kind of collision course with with, with Isaac Chamberlain, which mm. um, you know I think it's been relatively well documented. But uh, I mean, do you have a plan? Do you have a plan in in your own mind in terms of the journey, the steps you want to take in terms of who's next, who's going to be next um, after that? Have you got have a timeline. I have plans every
2: day. And every time I put them towards Eddie and the team, they get knocked back. <laughs> so I've ch- chosen that to have just be dynamic, but in terms of someone like Isaac, I've got goals of boxing against people who are in the WBSS. Do mm. you know what I mean? I've got like I went to the Olympics. I was on the GB team. Like I've got goals that are bigger than England and Great Britain. Yep. So m- me being on the collision course with. Whoever, as far as I'm concerned, until one of them is able to show me something different, they're just stepping stones. Yeah. But this cool. might just be a stepping stone that gets me paid more than another stepping stone. I don't really care. Yeah. So my thing is, with all of them, it's just I believe that I'm good. Do you know what I mean, I've got that self confidence, where I believe that I'm better than all of them. But when someone has self confidence against me, it's harder for me to take that. all oh, like when they, when they genuinely believe. They can beat me. It taps into the competitive side. You it's, it's, a, it's
1: really interesting because I was reading. I was reading the, the press release when you signed for Matchroom, and you talked about belief quite a lot. you, you said in that press release, talking about, you know, I've got self belief. I know what I know. What I can do. What yeah. I need to go out now and get is is the real belief. Yeah. The fact That I'm gonna I'm gonna go out after I've gone out and beat people. Yeah. people, you know, yeah, and exactly. beat people in. yeah. Do you feel? You know, and that's obviously something that you'll get from first round knockouts. Yeah. but Obviously, as the caliber that's of the the opponent improves, yeah. Is that is that something that's really important that you get that done? Hundred
2: percent because like. I look at my career, like, it's been short, as we say, like, in terms of number of fights, yeah. but I've had important fights, important moments, and stepped up, and sometimes not been able to, but the main, um, the main thing is I'm never afraid to get involved, because I always want to fight, like, I just, I personally, myself, I really want to know, so, boxing against the world number three, I'm there in the back with all the GB boys. So I'm going like, to, I'm going to tear them to pieces, blah, 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 they've got there and I do it then I get to leave even though the fight is no harder to fight I've had against someone in England it's he was number three I I can feel that with more than knocking out Mexico in one round because it's like he wasn't ranked in the top ten so for me getting these first round kills is nice because it's okay these other guys aren't doing it but I know I want to knock out XYZ who are ranked number four, number seven, number one in Britain, then it's like I can leave the arena and be like, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I did it. Do you get what I'm coming from? Yeah. Like, that's the, I'm sure it's the same with most people, but a lot of people don't want to take risks. Like, I, like that's one thing that I saw about Pro Boxing that I never really enjoyed. Because yeah. that makes sense Is that. It's nice, because I get stopped now, I've only had four fights. Mm. Oh, you're knocking everyone out, right brother. But one thing is as i said to you, I'll say again, I don't want to just be English champion, British champion, or world champion. I want to be respected as you know what? Like I want people to look at my fights and say, I want a box like that. Mm. Right now people might not understand my style or whatever, but as I progress and I'll show at higher levels how it works, I want people to go and be like, yeah, that old holy watching for how to knock out South or how to do this, that another. And um, mm the question because I'm rambling on but yeah, you know like it, <laughs> how would you how would
1: you describe your style um for someone that's never watched you right so and, and you think right we're, go, we're going to fight we're going to, get an we're going to go to York call
2: mm-hmm. Lawrence Kelly's on the card how would you describe your style it depends who I'm fighting really but it's quite a like um like I'm probably a better boxer than most people give me credit for at the moment and I'm obviously tall rangy athletic and can punch reasonably well so I think it's uh, I don't know, what they say? Boxer, of, box of puncher? Box punch yeah. However, it's, it's some of the stuff I do is not normal, mm. do you know what I mean? But that is probably because I started boxing late, so I didn't do all the throw 100 jabs, throw yeah. 100 right-hands. So I just got in there, put it together and said, let's go. And yeah. that's sort of what my style is now. But.
1: So is it almost like... Um because I wrote down a question about sparring. You said about sparring earlier on, you're not interested in gym wars. Yeah. You're, you're, it's almost like you're learning on the job. Is that fair to say? That, yeah, but I, have, I think that's been the
2: case that, um, since I started boxing. So, I mean, before I had my first fight, I was sparring against people who had 20, 30 fights, whatever, in the gym. So then I knew for my first fight, I got this. Don't right. worry, They're not. he's not as good as the guy. Boom. That I've had 12, 13 fights, and then I've um, Fortunate enough to spar any Joshua, who's already Olympic gold medalist, already knocking everyone out, and he was about to box in Wembley. That was the first time I sparred him, mm. so I got to, I, I, okay, wow, there's Joshua, and I remember saying to myself, you know what, don't hit this guy too hard, <laughs> like just dance about, whatever. They're doing that, and then him saying to me afterwards, like oh, you're really good and ranging that, like got to keep that. Like, maybe we get some more working, and. These times I'm just in Hackney minding my own business mm. and then someone who I know and I'm a massive fan of is saying that to me. So it's like, he has no reason to lie to me. Mm. Rob McCracken has no reason. Tony shit. They have no reason to low wind up my, you know what I mean? So I take it on board. Then going up to GB, like if I even go back then, I went up to GB assessment after beating, in my 14th, in my 15th fight, beating yes. the um, current ABA finalist so I beat him in my 15th fight so that's me going in the deep end again and um, then I got into GB assessment and um, I'm there, there's people who've been into Commonwealth Games there's people who've won ABAs like seven seven different people who are all accomplished and I still remember a time we were all around like none of us are friends because we're all after the same thing yeah you get your own journey, yeah though but you know everyone's talking oh like how many fights you had what have you done like some of them knew each other some... and then um, I remember I said how many you had I said oh, and like, oh 15 and and this guy look how cocky he is <laughs> uh, whatever and I remember just thinking to myself you, you guys don't realise that you guys are here trying to get on the team I'm here on my journey to the Olympics do you get what I'm coming from mm-hmm. so that's me in the deep end against as, as it were ABA champions Commonwealth representatives so making at... sure you're testing yourself right? yeah and that's and then coming out on top do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like domestically, Dennis go abroad. Uh, I remember my first um, fight for GB was against on Norway, and it's like he was he was a decent boxer. But I remember getting from then going to America in the WSB in the five rounder in yeah. my 16th, 17th fight against um, the American number one, and saying, you know what? Like, I don't, I'm on it, doing it. Do you know what I mean? Boxing Mexico, doing it. Going to the qualifiers with 19 fights. Boxing against world number eight, world number four, world number three, and and saying I don't care, I'm going to Olympics. Do you get where I'm coming from?
1: And that's that's the attitude that I think um, I think is changing now in, in domestic boxing in particular. I think I, I don't think there's many that can get away not necessarily get away with it, but pe- people have to start taking fights now yes. in earlier doors. I mean, yeah. you look at what's happened with with uh, Davidson yeah. and and Josh, um, Josh Taylor, and you're thinking, I mean, when that was made. I remember, I remember talking to the boys in my gym about. It's it like that's that's what we want to see. But that's not going to get made, yeah. but it did. You know, and, and obviously, you know, Ahara lost, but credit to him, he's jumped straight back into a tough fight. You know, it's only in a few weeks time as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, but 60. but now I think that that taking that loss, that, that's not that's not the end of the
2: world. Yeah, for, for Ahara. depends for you. All. Depends who you are, like if you can mentally get over a loss, like and bounce back. Because really everyone gets too caught up in fans, social media. Like I said, none of it's really real. Because if I put my phone down or I lose my phone for two days, I'm not on social media for two days. None of like none of them, Not as much as you want support and so on and so forth, it really is. I'm a boxer, we're all boxers. So the main thing we want to do is box. We were boxing for free. Um, when we were amateurs do you know what I mean yeah. so now like, um, as long as you got your journey like for me I don't ever want to lose as a pro but my main thing is that if I lost and it made me a better fighter to go on to do all the stuff that I was talking about, be a legend, and so on and so forth. I'll take it. Do you get where I'm coming from? Do you, think As that's opposed to... do
1: you think I mean? Look, you're around obviously boxing yeah. a lot more than we are. Mm. Scott, you might you might get to hear, you know, yeah. privy to those types of things. But I... do you think that's something that's changed with the mentality now? Where so. you know what? It's not. There's other stuff we I... can do, and, and it's not
2: the end if you take yeah, a lot. Yeah, I loss. think um now the president's being set, so people are running out of excuses mm. because Ahara Davis and just Taylor boxed. So now another two young fighters who are enjoying being undefeated. I'm 16 and I'm undefeated. Enjoying that, taking pictures with fans, enjoying all that. They don't get to say, oh, we're going to wait for that fight because people will be like, wait, hold on, Josh Taylor and um, Ahara Davis boxed. What are you guys doing? Let's get it cracking. So the excuses are going. You look at Andy Joshua versus Klitschko. Joshua is sending out the 0-2 over and over again. Doesn't need Klitschko. He's world champion. He doesn't need it. But it's like, you know what? I'll take the risk, whatever. Box is Klitschko. So now world champions have to take unification fights. Okay, like so nice. once the precedent's been set, it's hard to then get out, get, of, that, yeah, sort of, get out of that sort of routine. So that, I think that that's going to help improve every like Boxing in Great Britain, I think we're now going to be able to go abroad and do what? like Americans sometimes do with, with us, which is come and beat us and yeah. that, all these guys, because in their countries, they're warring it out. Before they can step out and box a Brit, they've had battles back home mm. and come out on top. So once we all get into the rhythm of forget olds, forget all this nonsense, let's get, let's get fights on, I beat X, I beat him. However, he goes back to his gym, all right, listen, I've got to work on this. Yeah. X beats me, God forbid though. I know, OK, I've got to work on that. So once I've enveloped that, I don't need to fight him again necessarily, but I box another guy from another country and he's, got, he's doing stuff that I've seen. Um, stuff that I've worked on is the difference between me beating him then and me not beating him because I haven't been through that. And that's, I think, what differentiates the amateur system from the pro system is that the amateurs, we, we go into as many tournaments as we can to get as much experience as we can against the best do you know what I mean and that helps everyone progress so I went from 15 fights to 26 fights beat and become an Olympian because I was thrown in the deep end having challenging fights and it forced me to wake up go for these runs push it harder yeah. go to the gym push it harder work on stuff that I was doing wrong constantly constantly constantly. so I think more people need that as pros that extra pressure if you know what you can end up boxing X soon yeah. so Forget these journeymen that you're fighting. Work towards that. So That's a great point, isn't it?
1: Because Carl, we've, we've, I mean, we've said we had the discussion about UFC the other week. And I'm just saying that I think, particularly in America, I think that conversation is where UFC might be pulling, not pulling ahead of boxing, you mean, but maybe right. over there, is because the best fight the best, yeah. and, and it's you know how long did we have to wait for for, for Floyd and Manny, and, and how long? Well, how long did we? I I think part of it with, with Golovkin-Canelo, I think there was a point where everyone was like. Well, we're gonna have to get this done now because yeah, people will not, lose patience. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, and that, that's what we're seeing yeah. now in the domestic level as well. I think, yeah, I think that's exactly now. The, the boxing, you know, there's you've dealt with BT and you've got Sky, and I think that's a big deal. There's competition now, and you know, we want. The boxing fans are getting smarter. They're getting smarter. They can see through it now. Everyone's got boxwreck. <laughs> and all you've got to do is go and boxwreck, yeah. see all those red dots, yeah. all those lost dots, and you're like, okay, he was shit, he was shit, yeah. he was shit. We yeah. all we'll know yeah. now. Yeah. We all yeah. know yeah. now, it's so you know. Good. It's, not, it's not, a, you know, not a difficult thing to work out. And I think, mm. like you said, it's about legacy. Mm. And you were saying before about titles. Like, yeah. I'm not about English champion, British yeah. champion, world title. It's about legacy. Mm. Is it, For you, is it more about winning big fights than titles? Yeah, I, like, for example,
2: no one understands, like, uh, or for me personally, I won the European um, goals in, like, my 20 23rd fight and I left. And I don't feel, I, like, as, as much as I was happy with that, yeah. I lost to Savon after. So, even though the European title can't be taken away from me, I lost to Savon. So that's what's more on my mind. And I don't get to go back and say, "Ah, you lost to Savon, but you got a European. So, same with a world champion and then you lose to another world champion like regardless if you lose your title and no one can ever take away the fact you're world champion it's that guy beat me Mm. I have to sit there and have that so I can accept it when I'm 23 in the Olympics boxing against one of the best but then I can't accept it when I'm 27, 28 boxing against world champions or 30 and it's like oh I've never managed to win any of those big fights or I know like like, I don't care if I finished thirty fights, five um thirty wins, five losses, but I was like Amanda Holyfield. I watch Evander Holyfield now like this, like with a big smile on my face, <laughs> yeah. watching him go to war with everyone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As much as you know it's not the smartest thing to have war after war, but you, you just want you just wanna be I just wanna be obviously create a something. Fi- yeah, it's a it's a fine line between taking too many risks and like before you're ready and being afraid to take risks because as much as I can say all this stuff now for boxers it's nice I'm not going to like to be undefeated it's nice to be hyped without substance like because you know within yourself I haven't boxed no one yeah but you get all the same accolades and the, oh, the casual fans and whatever but when you look at yourself in the mirror and you're around other boxers who look at you and they know you ain't yeah. Any, do you know, I mean? It's that level that of respect. That kind of peer respect do you know where you I'm coming from? that you want to make sure you it. The
0: time. I mean, it's easy to think, you only had your debut in March. Yeah, So if we're talking yeah, about, you, crazy, you, really, talking about yeah. you as a as a case study here, yeah. you know, we're only, what, four months in. Yeah. So um, you know, this time next year, it could yeah. look even more rosier. Yeah. Um, and I think fans need to be a bit patient with, with boxers as a whole. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm sure you get people into it saying, oh, oh you're yeah, not fighting yeah, X, Y yeah, and yeah. Z already. Calm down, he's had four fights. four rounds. So Do you yeah. think
1: that's what's changed it? Because as as boxing in this country widens out to to a wider range of fans particularly from Sky where it's such a market they market at football fans in particular and bought new fans that's essentially how I started becoming into boxing far far more than than I was you know Carl Froch brought brought me into it I was always interested but to the level that it was in there I mean I'm a massive Groves fan so he ruined that quite shortly (laughs) after but, um, but, but we but Fans from from that say generation don't don't know about that's the usual route that take you know that people take you know and they look at no and I mean I, I think I, so of... when when what I'm saying is that when Joshua you know is is you know however many fights he was yeah. in and, and then fighting you know Molina and all the rest of it and the stick he got before you know look, you need to fight someone to be able to prove whether you can do it obviously he's gone and done that now. But do you think that's what changed? Because those these, these maybe newer
2: fans haven't seen that usual progression route, and they're yeah. impatient. For them. Yeah, I agree. I think so. I think personally, a lot of people are, like like they don't live it or they don't really understand boxing like that. They just want to see blood, props, blood, and, yeah. and it's all good getting knockouts. But it's like, oh, he was a pump. Like, they don't know, they haven't researched who that guy's boxing, how far he's taken the other guy, and whatever. They just want to see. Joshua Klitschkoff. Do you know what I mean? They want to see two guys that look great knocking each other down, getting back up. And it's all, it's good, but at the same time, as much as, you know what I mean, I'm confident and ambitious, I'm also quite realistic when it comes to boxing. So um, I know that there's certain fights I couldn't win today, but I can win in a year's time. Do you know what I mean? When I'm robust enough and like, I've gone through certain experiences. And, um,
0: and you got more rounds under your belt. about? Ra- <laughs> yeah. More rounds.
2: Also, and also in the gym as well. Like, um, For example, like, and just become a better athlete. So I do strength and conditioning, I do boxing, I go for my runs. But I, start, I might do all that today, but in a year's time, I'll be able to do... The stuff that I do now, I think, oh, that was light compared to what I'm doing now, or the times I'm running in. Like, oh, look how much... Bar-. So you book, you, I'm progressing, so... I'll be a, a better athlete, a better boxer. I've gone through different stuff in the gym. I, oh, that shot catching me. I've, now I've learned how to block that or certain, and. Even as a pro, I'm not stupid as well. When you get to eight rounds, 10 rounds, whatever, and it's like, okay, you're tired after five. I've never been here. Like, what? Well, okay, do I take, how do you take a round off? How do you, you can do it all in the gym, but in the pressure of a fight, it's a different thing. So it's learning that stuff. Or having a hard fight with someone, I'm just, I'm talking from just yeah. like looking, but having a hard fight where for five rounds I was bashing them up and then I started to get tired. It's like, okay, in training, I need to change this. Do you know what I mean, those are the things that trade champions. People think, it's, nah, it's, 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 as you said, experience isn't just the number of fights you've had, but it's like what you've learned from each of those fights. You, so you sound quite
1: rational on how you, and how you go about things. If you had to say that, you know, what's the in terms of improving and progressing? You've talked a lot about it. If there was something that you think is, is the biggest, you know, progression point that you're you were, you're going to focus on in the immediate future, what would yeah. that be? What aspect of your of your game at the minute that you think you want to work
2: on the most? Durability. But in more ways than just being physically able to throw punches, it's also taking punishment for the length of the time, because um, it's something, especially at like the way I'm at, which is cruiserweight, people punch hard. So it's all good being a guy dishing it out. They're like, four rounds, four first round kills, it's all nice. And then I come back and I'm like, okay, like, that's me doing that to someone. What happens when someone hits me? Yep. And it's about, and it's hard because, um, you know, as everyone says, it all takes one shot and everything changes. But it's about conditioning myself, so it's not a body shot that does it? Or if I get hit hard and I'm rocked and buzzed or I go down, I'm mentally calm and I have to... Just, okay. Not to rush into not it. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have to stand back up. You know, analyze okay I've been hit with this shot or did, like don't run in and have a war. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's I was like I don't want to get knocked down, I don't but I wanna know within myself that I, I get knocked down and I have what it takes to get back up and win a fight. Because I've I've been knocked down, got back up, knocked down, got back but to do that and then say that happens in round one, still win a 12-round fight. Do you get know uncomfortable? Yeah. Those are the it's hard to it's hard you can't Train yourself for that. You have to experience it. You know what I mean,
0: and that will help win you fans over. I mean, a prime example is Anthony Joshua. You know, I think with him going down uh, in the Klitschko fight has actually got him a, you know, a whole newfound respect from yeah. people that um, might have criticised his pre- previous opponents. So until you go through those experiences in the ring. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to them <laughs> <right>? um, <laughs> But I tell you what, nice. Mike, that mild April had never
1: been beaten so fast, and when he went down, because yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, I was relatively neutral, but I was excited when he went down because oh. I thought, right, we're gonna we're gonna see now. Yeah. Now I'm really. Yeah, going to yeah, see yeah, yeah. This is someone that I, you know, I went to every anti Joshua yeah, fight yeah. pretty much. Uh, and was, was proper fanboy and then even I started to get you know weary as I've seen on, on the other pods that we've done I got grew weary of because I felt he was ready to go and do other stuff now. He didn't need to do the, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. rest of it. Um but but it worked and you'll and you'll get that mystique I think because mm. now like, I'm interested to see the next yeah. when you when you're fighting someone who we who we yeah. think is right this is gonna be real now. Yeah yeah you know because I wanna see what happens Who's working
2: domestically real? Cow. Would
0: you what mean you- sorry? I'm waiting, of, wait uh, cruiser. I'm out wait I'm quite intrigued by the Simmons fight I think I think that might go few rounds I think it will go a few rounds you reckon? Um, Yeah I'm obviously backing Oh, you oh a to, few rounds yeah maybe I'm actually, obviously I'm I I'm think. backing you to to knock him out but I mean yeah. you look at the the people he's been in with um at his stage of his career he's coming towards the end um, I think it's fair to say um, but it's not, it's not done so yeah. I think that could be a, a, an interesting test in three or four fights yeah, back end of this year yeah, so we'll see if he wants it yeah.
2: because like all these guys like, like, I mean he's speaking oh yeah we'll make the holy fight later. But I think they're all like, either trying to get paid more or whatever because really and truly if you want to fight like, I think fighting me in my sick fight right, it's more it's a better move for them if they want to win than the box of me after I've had all those experiences because they could put me in a situation I haven't been in, in a pro ring. But with someone like Steve Simmons in particular, I mean, you can't take much from it because I don't know what his camp was like or what's going on in his life. But for example, (laughs) the guy that I boxed in my second fight um, and got rid of in one round, I was attacked on Twitter and so on and so (laughs) forth for letting him land the punch. And then that same guy, after I've stopped him, goes in with Steven Simmons I had a six round back and forth where Steve Simmons doesn't even stop him, It gets... Stopped and just got a mm. So. That's what I mean. It's a name as well, isn't it? I think yeah. at this stage, you know, yeah, you're talking off
0: these guys one by one at the minute. I agree. Someone like Simmons would be a, you know, yes. a decent it's
2: name at this stage of your career. I agree, so, um, and I'll trade hard for it. Yeah.
0: But you'll be able to be
1: moved quick now because as, I think as as, as Olympians now, and I think we've seen, you know, with Matrim in particular, it's like you know, you're looking forward to the next generation now yeah. of, of Olympians each time of who's going to progress. You know, you've got Luke Campbell now; yeah, he's, yeah. he's just been made mandatory for, yeah, for nice. Jorge Linares, and yeah. we, we you know, Eddie seems to think that's going to be probably done out in America. You know, that's that's a big. He's taken his time, obviously, to go through that. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, like that. Josh, and then you've got people like, yeah. you know, the right, other people right. that are coming through and, and, and doing that stuff but are able to be moved quicker now. Because as yeah. we've said earlier, people, you know, we can take these tests, but yeah. if it doesn't come off, all
0: right, that's fine. Yeah. It's not yeah. the end of the world, you know. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, it's going to be hard to match Lawrence, you know. Yeah. Mm. He's got four, four fights, four, yeah. four huge KOs. If you're, <laughs> if you're an opponent and, you're, and the matchmaker comes calling, you know, you want to fight Lawrence Coley? Mm, yeah. yeah.
2: But,
0: you know, I want a million the pounds. Money yeah. 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 You know, the money goes up straight away. Yeah, the money goes up straight away. So yeah. that's, that's an element that could. Um, potentially uh, stop a few fights have you got any in
1: mind in terms of do you know what in terms of I think that's a a name that I can beat and that would give me that would (laughs) give you know he's he's Athletes. I mean you're gonna to have to self confidence that yeah, so you yeah. can beat anyone
2: of course. Yeah. But is there um,
1: anyone that there the message you think right, I mean obviously obviously you're calling anyone out. Yeah. I'm not even calling
2: them out, but I mean I've thought about this rationally as well. Because yeah. I'd rather take risks against British fighters than a good guy from Germany that no one knows. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely yeah. So um, really, um, people like Craig Kennedy yeah. is someone that I think I can beat. Um, like obviously, it's easy to watch from outside, but inside we'll see. But I think that my physical attributes are going to be very difficult for most. It's going to take a bit. Like the people that I've lost to as an amateur are at a, such a high level that it's it's, it's hard for, for me to see be, people in Britain and think that they can beat. I you think you've got kind of to got a step step forward in terms of
1: preparation for that type what of stuff. Mean? In terms of say so you know like you say these opponents that you've lost to mm. in the amateurs, right? Yeah, that level. and and I so and I
2: continue to push yeah. for that. So it's not like I've lost and been like. That's a great boxer I lost to. I'm happy. Nah, no, because it's like, why should another human being be able to beat me and say he's better than me? And I just accept that. So since since the Olympics, I've been working. You're seeing these first round knockouts, but I'm in the gym sparring against the best people I can spar against in the country. I'm calling, um, looking for better sparring. Um, abroad, so on so. On. So I'm trying to progress. Um, but in terms of domestically, I think I think people like you said Steve Simmons. He's someone that isn't gonna wanna go down um, easy. Do you know what I mean? He's got a lot of pride, he's got a lot of grit. Um and he he can he can post like I mean as you said like you know, talking about people who can beat me. If I did not train, he'll be able to beat me. Or if I got tired, who will be able to beat me. Or you know, so, so, I don't know, if you like, like so that's a step up that I think I can win. Do you mm. know what I mean? Craig Kennedy, if I'm like if he's too sharp for me, I mean. Isaac, even like if, if his boxing skills too much, I lose. But these are the step ups that I need before I say Uzek or all these guys and the, uh, I like. That's that's the thing about confidence. I can have all the confidence I like, but I know from the amateurs, confidence gets you through the door and into the ring. Yeah. And you say, I can do this. You look at the coach in the eyes and say I can do this. You look yourself in the mirror and say I can do this. But then. The being through certain experiences is what makes it more real. Cause Cause that it makes to yourself, sense. That yeah. Real belief. So it's like, oh, you know I can do. I hit the pads this fast, or I spot this guy. But when you've been in with high-level people, it's like, you know what? I've been in this situation, or I've been if because he, he's got a big punch, I've been hurt before and I managed to rally through. So if it happens, I can do it. Do you know, these kind of these kind of kind of things that's going from head. So I wanna um. Honestly, I want to see what they're all saying as well. I wanna see if I'm as good as I think I am, if they're as good as everyone else thinks they are oh, exciting, isn't it? Yeah. I think um where do you so
1: if we say if we start to wrap we'll start to, to wrap up but where do you see so if it's 12 months time,
2: where where do you see where do you see where uh, you've been and what you've done? In bloodbaths, domestically. Yeah. <laughs> in absolute in blood. That's what like. was, that is what everyone wants to hear. I've got yeah. a little tingle then. No, yeah. but it's just the truth, because I yeah. mean like, I'm not saying all this stuff. For the sake of it, because people are like, going to hear it and say, where are these parts? It's the stuff that I really want. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, like I'm, I haven't been in boxing, messing about I've been diving in, diving in, diving in. So stuff like O's and that has never meant anything to me, ever, Do you get what I'm coming from. But I'm not saying I'm, I have a loser mentality, but I have the mentality where I want to go in. Because I know, regardless, win, lose or draw, I'm going to gain something from those type of fights. If that's handling the pressure of a big occasion, say me and Isaac are gonna fight. There's gonna be pressure we talked about it for a year. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And now the night's yeah. here. Then Sam Bots and Steve Simmons. He's gonna have relentless pressure. Pride. That's another thing I have to get over. Sam Box. i but, do you I'm coming from? Yeah. These are, Would you
1: say in a twelve in a twelve month this next twelve month period, period
2: the, the goal for you is more in terms
1: of in terms of I say proper fights or, you know, or fights that you feel where you're genuinely making a step up and yeah. putting into practice the things yeah, that you've been working can on, rather than perhaps, yeah. you know, a,
2: a, an Aryan yeah. title or a, or a Commonwealth yeah. title of this or whatever it might no, be. No, because yeah. I think that the English title and that, that really, the only thing is the real compliment, which is going some rounds. Like, I'm doing rounds in the gym, like, 8, 10, 12, whatever, with SNC, and c with running, all in the same day but on fight that it's a different thing, you know, with adrenaline and yeah. so but once I see to do that, like if I could do if, if my coach and everyone thinks that I'm able to do a 10 round like the English champion and that I think i would just like yeah. take out. Yeah. Do you know what I So winning those titles, like I said for the minute, because I can't win an English title and take that to the British champion and say look what I've got. Mm. I can't yeah. take the British title to the European title and, and then say look what I've got, I can't take the UK into the world, I can't take the world to someone who's won world championships in multiple weight classes unified yeah. so um you know it's, it's all just sort of stuff. you've got your own go. you've
1: got your own plan it's nice and you're, and you're obviously rational and you've obviously you've got a mind outside of boxing which is yeah.
2: which is going to serve you well
1: so you're reading just fine are you're, you you're reading um particularly you, you diverted you know, last year at yeah. um East University. Yeah. So what is it that you studied? studying? Um, what are psycho,
2: you Psychosocial studies. Okay. So it's in the two, it's a mixture of psychology and sociology. Yeah. But um, it's on hold until um, I make enough money to pay for the whole... Uh, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: got, sorry, one final question. You said earlier that, that, that you watch a the Holyfield and you yeah. sat there like a fan of the TV. Yeah. Are you a tape guy? Are you somebody that watches boxing regularly? Yeah, it's if definitely. If so, you're not who practicing. currently that boxes do you like watching?
2: I'm Terence Crawford currently. Um, he doesn't, yeah, I try, yeah, he's so he's so so talented, but um, I like also watching old school fighters like Thomas Hearns because um, I know I'm never gonna like I never say never, but when you look at the Caudenas, you know, and all those like lighter, more schoolful guys, I don't have the style and I don't have the mindset of slip ten punches for a jab. But I've got I'm a big guy, and what I say is that people need to remember it's a weight class where you can be outboxing someone for five rounds and get knocked out in the sixth could be our boxing summer for the 11th, the end of the top, So you've got to have other stuff like grit, power, from round one to round to the end of the fight, so on and so forth. Because one thing is that it's not nice getting stopped, but you've got to remember boxing works both ways in it? So if I can knock someone out, someone can knock me out. So i just got to work on all the right things to make sure it's not me. And then we'll let you go with a
1: prediction for the Cruiserweight era of the WB of the, this World Boxing Super Series you uh, think, uh... Probably
2: you think probably it? because I, I know him as like, an Olympic champion mm. he's boxed a few that I know and he's um, he's kept an amateur style in the pros which is a lot of movement and all that stuff so I reckon he'll come out on top
1: he's the heavy favourite isn't
0: he yeah I think he's your zombie favourite actually yeah he yeah. is um, I wrote it down he seems to he's, he's got more to one he's... style was not he I think that would serve him well um, there's a couple of big, big bruises in that, that tournament um, I'm just I'm we'll getting very excited thinking about it. But yeah. I think Utsin Riley is the, the favourite. I think dark for me is Kudry Ashok Yeah. To, um, fighting, on the, on the uh, day of the draw, TKos, yeah. no one wanted to fight him. That could oh. be a, an outside bet. Uh, the Russian Hammer, is 23, 23 Kios, 23, 23, 23 wins. It? And he did get iced, but he's since uh, reversed that defeat. Yeah. Um, but Mike Perez as well, who's uh, coming down from heavyweight. It's interesting. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's pretty mouth-watering, and you know, hopefully a broadcaster does pick it up because that sort of stuff needs to be. It should do. It. it should do. It. And
1: like I said, the cruiserweight is, is looks amazing, but the super middleweight is perhaps you know maybe a bit more of a yeah. yeah, divisional or oh, yeah. I Grave. think it's a little bit more like competitive as well. The super middleweight one, even though the cruiserweight one's got all the belts, UTIC's the he- yeah, heavy yeah. favourite whereas a super middleweight one you'd say it's Smith yeah, or to yeah, Eubank yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. it yeah, would you like cool. so Lawrence yeah. you, were uh, at the, you were
2: at the Eubank fight weren't you for, for Eubank Abraham yeah. and you, you were impressed well yeah definitely live it's, uh, it's exciting I don't know about winning the whole tournament but in terms of as a boxing fan which I, would, I am um, it's exciting to watch and it's also it's going to be a hard style to beat because he's throws a lot of punches he's got a lot of he has to be aware mm. to do the stuff he does Talking to fans outside, reacting like he has to be completely aware of what's going on. So I think people underestimate his possibility. But, um, I think people like um, Smith and George Golds are m- m- more likely to... Um, come on, George. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait. Right, we're, we're going to let you go. We yeah. take That's up far too much of your time. No. Thank you for letting us come no, down. I no really
1: appreciate it. Yeah. So next fight, 1st of um, September. September. Yeah. September. York Hall, yeah. next gen show. Yeah. Get
0: tickets, going on, sale. You know tickets out? on sale now. So, so get them
1: quickly. 100 quid VIP. What sort of canapes do you get for 100
0: quid? <laughs> well, you have to find out. You have to get your get your wallet out and no, uh, you'll find out. Because so, uh, yeah. Cal went VIP
1: for Sheffield and, and Cal was... Girls walking around with food. On plates, he'd, uh, he'd, he'd, he'd never seen anything like it before. should it was, I so like uh, for uh, 400 quid or whatever it uh, Well, yeah. hold on, let's go. Let's go. Don't be talking about money spent. <laughs> <Those> I <laughs> fucking crab cake. <laughs> We're going you know. So, uh, follow us. Don't forget, follow us uh, at below the belt underscore, uh, at Alex from Bristol. And be the grandson. grandson.
2: Yeah. Lawrence underscore TPL.
0: Scott Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. Follow Matchroom. Right. You'll yeah. love that. You get pound if you for the dollar. Really, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll leave
1: it. Thanks very much. We'll see you next time. So, we are in the pub after. What's the
0: name, the boozer? Uh, i not sure.
1: Uh, the Clarendon, was it? I can't remember. But anyway, so we're in, uh, we're in a pub just around the corner from um, Coolbox Gym where we've just been to spend some time with Lawrence O'Coley. Uh, and we thought uh, we'd just do a little bit of a recap just us after uh, leaving Lawrence because we didn't want to take out too much more of his time. But um, uh, it, it was great. I thought it was, you know, he talked really well. You could tell how passionate he is about the sport, really thinks about the sport. Um, and it was nice to get our first kind of proper guest on, on below the belt.
0: Yeah, I think Lawrence spoke very well. I think with the um, the Team GB guys, they've obviously got the luxury of having a bit of media training behind them, and I think that does shine through and it does help them. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. You know, if you would have got without digging out any fighters, you know, if you would have got another guy who's not on Team GB, they might they might struggle a little bit, you know, with this sort of stuff. But um, you know, Lawrence had come quite natural to him, I thought, and you know, he sort of grew into the, into the podcast um, with time.
1: Yeah no and, and and yeah you could see that the media training he was on his best behaviour barely a swear word I think he went to say Plus, the the least, least he, he went about you'll to ever say to.
0: arse at one point and
1: stopped himself he yeah. was a prophet we did say before he could swear yeah, so yeah I don't know what we thinking I, th- I think it's the gym it was
0: etiquette you know it was the whole yeah. discipline environment yeah. um, you know, obviously there was youngsters present and stuff like that so yeah it's good to see him respect that that sort of uh, rules laid down by his coach Brian
1: so we talked we we didn't push the fact of him um, Isaac Chamberlain too um, too much uh, and. Uh, I, the reason why I didn't push it too much We do talk about it As, as you'll hear when you listen to it But um, We uh, I didn't push it too much Because it's I think that I think that journey's going to come out On its own I, We don't need to push that agenda Agenda for him um, But in terms of In terms of where he is right now Cal Yeah 4-0 and O, four first round knockouts You know Where do you think You know We asked him a question about Where he's going to be in 12 months time Where do you see him in 12 months time? Um, he, he didn't he, he seemed for him he was saying it's not about titles it's about fights it's about winning big fights and legacy fights so it's hard because normally when you talk about fights it's like oh he's a British title level but and I think he will be a British title level by then I think I think he'll look at maybe fighting a Wadi Camacho next a Craig Kennedy or maybe not next like two or three fights down the line I think he'll be at that level British title if not won it already on the cusp of winning it what really struck me about him and, and before we'll We'll leave it and we'll just talk about some of the other things that's been going on um, uh, this week and last. But it struck me, like you said, about about self belief. And I know all boxers have self belief and you know it's something that they go on. But you could tell he's very rational in the way he thinks about it and about what he needs to do to really, really understand that. Okay, there's difference between me believing what what I think I can do and and what he knows he can do. Um, And that was really nice to hear, wasn't it, about someone that can thinks about boxing in that way. I felt
0: very refreshing. Um, And I think, to be honest with you, I think he'd step in with. With the likes of Chamberlain, uh, Camacho, Simmons, Next. you know, he's confident in his own ability, and I think it does shine through in his personality. Um, and he can bang, which is which is great at that sort of you know weight class. Um, only takes one punch, and you can get wiped out. So yep. it's, you know, it's it's an exciting division. Um, and I'm excited to see what's next for Lawrence.
1: So, we'll, like I said, I just wanted to make sure that we we said thank you to Coolbox Gym. Uh, here at uh, Globe Road in Bethnal Green here in East London for letting us come down and obviously thank you to Lawrence as well for letting us come down and um, and spend some time so let's just talk about some of the other stuff that's been going on because we've kind of run out of time whilst we were in the gym so Chris Eubank beating off for Abraham uh, was it last weekend? Last weekend? The weekend before, before yeah, yeah. Um, but very quickly I mean impressive I felt I mean Abraham is, is past it I think that's clear for all to yeah. see but but entertaining not many people. Not many people wash Arthur Abraham. Not many people beat him eleven rounds to one. It doesn't really happen. Even even at this late stage of his career, where you know he is a little bit past it, you know, there's Carl Frotch washed him, Gilberto Ramirez washed him, did fight Ward. I think Ward washed him too. I think that's it. Any anyone that's a, a world level fighter, uh, you know, a customer, you know, it's you know that sort of world level fighter but not an elite level fighter he, he has a good fight with them but only the top guys really wash him like that and even though yeah he is he is on the cusp of retirement Eubank washed him and I thought it was 11 rounds to one but Eubank was excellent his hand speed for a super middleweight is f- exceptional he doesn't great. carry the power though do you not think no he doesn't he doesn't carry And the- is that going to be a problem when it comes up to the the Georges of this world no because he's his engine's so and <laughs> <laughs> You know I will say, but do you know what the best part about that night was George George Groves and Anthony Crawler on the same, on the same bill <laughs> commentating and I lost my shit. I was like, love, love, George and Anthony are on their TV together. She was like, why is Anthony Joshua at banked? And I was like, no, fuck Joshua. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Scott, what did you feel? I mean, You've actually done a the, little bit with Matchroom. Yeah, I mean,
0: clubs. to be honest with you, I've only seen the highlights of that fight. Um, I was on an all day around this neck of the woods, actually, uh, a craze pub tour, so that was quite fun. So I missed the fight. Um, a craze pub tour? Yeah, yeah, sort of n- nipping in and around. So you went to a
1: Blind Beggar then, yeah? Pretty
0: much, yeah, and the Carpenter's Arms, which, um, anyway, fuck with that shit. Mm. Um, I thought it was clever matchmaking, actually. Um, on, on the face of it, you know, if... If uh, Chris didn't knock out Arthur Abraham, you can turn around and say, "Well, I think he's only been stopped once by Stieglitz. Um So it's quite clever from that point of view, and it's a it's a good name on on his record. It's more than a good name, to be fair. Yeah. Um, like you alluded to, I think it's no secret that um, Arthur's coming towards the end of his career. But for, for Chris to, to win in that manner, um, like you say, eleven rounds to one, I think that's a that's a big plus point for him, and um, obviously brings him into the into the super series.
1: And we've mentioned talking about the super series. We mentioned George quickly and obviously you got Jamie Cox in there uh, so Jamie Cox and George Groves fight on the 14th of October yeah, uh, Wembley Arena which I'm going to miss because I am at a Zagdu am. in Colombia which I am <laughs> oh, fucking def- life, yeah. well I was going to say I'd rather be at a fight but <laughs> I wouldn't I love, I love my friend Sorry, very much
0: Zagdu in Colombia
1: yeah 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 oh, if you're a fan of the Fighting Cock podcast uh, it's awesome. um, Bardi's wedding uh, is, is, uh, is abroad selfish but there you go uh, <laughs> um, yeah so uh, what do you think so I mean if if we take, I know you're a fan of Cox, and I know you think he'll cause George problems. Let's, but let's say George makes it through past Jamie Cox, okay, yeah. Let, George, Groves and Eubank. I, I got to say, I think Eubank beats him.
0: Yes, yeah, I mean it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, th- I think um, I think actually George winning the world title might actually bring him on a level. Um, it opens him up to something that we've been talking about with Lawrence, you know, self belief. Um, so it's interesting to see how George. Sort of has that that side to his game. On the flip side of that is George is already talking about maybe he might retire after this tournament. So there's a lot, there's a lot sort of in in the pan. And you know, Eubank coming up to super middleweight, like you say, can he does he, does he possess the power at that weight? Um, so there's a lot of things in the mix. Um, it's obviously a, a all UK dust up, so it's very interesting. Um, I wouldn't like to call that to be honest with you. I can see arguments for, for both winning. Um, so I'm going to sit on the fence.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think Eubank will have this. I think speed of movement might might do it. George George hasn't got that. You watch George against the Gao, and then you watch George against Judenov, um, and I think the, I think the difference is, is evident. I think, and it, it'll be about styles, and I think Eubank's style is probably all wrong for him. No, I agree with you. I I, I, I think I think Chris Eubank Jr. is going to win the whole thing. I really? really? I, I think I've I we did our predictions for Boxing Monthly the other week, and I've I. Chris Eubank, I think he's gonna win the whole thing. I, just think, I, think the I time, would fucking love that. I think the timing's right for him. I I, I he's got like I said before, he's got great hand speed, he's got a great chin, and I think he's ready. He's ready for this sort of level now. And and Callum Smith's been kind of on not doing enough. I don't know really. what to think about Callum Smith because I haven't seen him against anyone. And it's so. the unknown, isn't it? It's the unknown. It's Callum Smith. You he, he looks it, and he's the favourite. You can see why he's the favourite, but
0: you don't know that's what's so great about this tournament and we're going to we're going to find out the answers so um you know it's going to happen over a 8 month period so you know it's not too long we're going to have to wait out to see who beats who um one thing you didn't mention there is sort of Eubank's gas tank is that still in, is that still a question mark I'm not sure um I don't think it is really I'm, I'm not no I don't think so but it, it's going to it but I think people do still, still bring that up so that's another Oh, thing for him to sort of tick, tick off, especially up at six minute away.
1: I think he paces himself really well, Eubank. He he, he will take a minute off because you could see in the in the Abraham fight, he took a whole. I think it was round eight or round nine. He took the whole round off. He just kind of dicked around and went around the outside, didn't do anything for a round. I think he paces fights really, really much better than he used to. Uh, and I think I think that that was there was, was a level of maturity off. I felt to the Abraham fight where I think I think if that had been eighteen months ago. It could have been very different, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I think, um, I, th- I think you're right, I think he's got a good chance. But
0: one, one quick subplot on, on this, uh, Eubank uh, tournament issue is there's obviously a rumour he might have to travel to Turkey, um, yes, which, which would be interesting if true. I mean, they're announcing all the dates pretty rapidly so he won't have too long to wait but you know, if he does have to go to Turkey I'd imagine that's going to be quite hostile I think Yildirim is sort of tied in with the Fenerbahce football sort of fan Would that, would that bother him though? Yeah, I, well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to walk out to a ring and they're all spitting at you oh. and, and what not so, well, you know, if, yeah. if true and, you know, I must say it's a rumour um, that's interesting and if, and if Eubank does come through that then fair play to him
1: Yeah. Uh, another fight of note which um, uh, on domestic level which was thoroughly enjoyable um, was Josh Taylor against O'Hara Davis Um did Ohara quit? Yeah, he did, didn't he? He did quit. I, I'm not. I'm. I don't have a hard on for the word quit. I really don't like it. Um, yes, he did. He did give. You know, he got hit in the eye, and he thought, "Fuck this," and turned turned his back. He turned your back. You've quit, kind of thing. I'm really disappointed in because I wanted Davies to win. I love a heel. I love a bad guy, and I wanted him to win. I was really disappointed in his tactics. He just went to. He went. To well, the- there wasn't any. No, he just went a he just went to, he just threw haymakers, and it was like a lot of the talk pre-fight was that Davies was the puncher. He was the puncher in the fight, but Taylor showed in the fight that it was a, it was about technique over power. You could see he was the the, the guy that had, with the amateur pedigree. Yeah. Because it was about technique. It was body shots. Every punch was thrown correctly, whereas Davies was just throwing haymakers. He was really poor, Davies. I really like him, and I'm really really impressed that he's taken a tough fight coming back. Yeah, credit to him on that, by the way. I mean, I think he said himself in, in an interview with Coogan in the last couple of days, he said about, you know, he, he struggled with, um, he was struggling to breathe through his nose and he took a decision, you know, other people might not care about my welfare, but I do. You know, and I, and I think there's, there, there's kind of a boxing, you know, within boxes, there's kind of a code where some people are just like, that's that's not good enough, and other people are like, well, no, all, all power to you. Um, so it'd be interesting to, to, to go from there. I mean, what did you, obviously, Scott, you're on the inside, yeah, you know, I mean, with, always- with Matchroom, and, and how does, how's, like I was gonna say not how has it gone down? Because obviously they're gonna be supportive of him, but you know, what's what's the kind of fallout been, if any, from it? Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, let's not beat around the bush, it was disappointing the way the way it unfolded. Um, would it have been better for OD's career if he just got wiped out clean, like one punch? You could turn around and, and say to that, well, you know, got, got sparked up by a great punch. This is gonna stay with him for a while, isn't it? Unfortunately. Um, you know, every tweet he puts out now, quit, quitter, quitter. Mm. So it's, you know, it's going to be tough for him the road back. But like you say, he's got back into a, a title fight, um, and let's let's see if he can re- rebuild his career. Because that
1: deserves a lot of credit. Because I think traditionally, afterwards, he was talking about going on holiday and you know gonna sit down, and have a think about what I'm going to do next and stuff. But he's obviously gone, yeah, do You know what? Fuck this. I'm going to I'm going to go and I'm going to go and get straight back in there. So that deserves a huge amount of credit. I think. What did you think of Josh Taylor's reaction? One straight after the ref called it off, and he had a few words to say before before he took a couple of steps back, um, and also. The kind of internet and social media bullying, shall we call it, that lasted for a little bit afterwards. I mean, what's your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, OD's quite vocal on social media and, um, you know, what comes around goes around sort of thing. So, you know, if you're going to dish it out, you've got to expect to, to take it, um, if it all comes down, crashing on you. And unfortunately for did. Um, but he's playing a,
1: he's look, there must be an element, but he's playing a character. Yeah. But do you worry that, what I worry about with with yeah. Herodarius is that, has he
0: he's backed himself into a point he's got got to be the bad guy for the rest of his career now Um, I was with him in a car on Monday up to Liverpool for the press conference and you know he's openly said that I I wanted to be talked about you know what's the point of ticking over as as a fighter and sort of going under the radar he's positioned himself to be this this heel if you like Um, and to be fair you know he's got a good payday probably out out of Building himself up to be this bad guy, so it's worked from a from a certain perspective, but it's come crashing down. The fact that he uh, you know, he lost.
1: What it. was very funny also was Barry McGuigan's uh, reaction to <laughs> Eddie afterwards, because they are friends and they they do like each other. We know that we see seeing together, but I do love the way Barry just loses his shit. Uh, he can't help it, can he? it. It was fun. Fair
0: enough, you know. Um, and one day we'll, we will get one over the McGuigans, but they seem to have. I uh, will yeah. tell
1: you who else they need to get one over, uh, obviously with Ryan Burnett, but yeah, you know, uh, I remember Eddie. Uh, talking about we really wanting to get one over to Sanagas as well, I think, <laughs> <Yeah. there's> a, <laughs> and that, that's coming. Ryan Ryan Burnett. Um, quickly on Ryan Burnett, we saw. Um, did we talk about that with Lee Haskins last time? I don't think we did. We really, know so. Ryan Burnett beat Lee Haskins. It was a relatively. We talked about the. The, the scorecard where wow. the older guy wow. got it round the wrong way round. Just explain. Just explain what happened after that. So essentially, Ryan Burnett won won the fight, you know, hands down. But one of the cards, of the cards was, was was ridiculously wide.
0: Yeah, it was, it was the complete opposite. So it was like 118, 111 Haskins, yeah. which when you work out the knockdowns and whatnot, it was pretty much impossible to get that. So awesome. what
1: was the feel? Obviously, everyone at home was like, "What? Yeah. What's going on?" What was the feeling in, in the arena and um, what happened afterwards and how did, how did it come about? But all right, there's been a fucking cock up here.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, uh, in the change room afterwards, one of our photographers burst into the change rooms and said. Um he was asked the, the judge was asking him during the fight which one which fight is which, which is a uh, mental. Actually, funny enough, I was looking at that that judge uh, today, Clark Samantino, his name is. I was looking at his box rec today, I don't know why, and he hasn't managed uh, he managed, he hasn't judged a fight since. So I would imagine he's been struck off, and probably rightly so, um, with all due respect to boy, him. Like, he's an old fellow. yeah. Fella, yeah. I mean, like he, anti- he was walking around the, the hotel, uh, you know, and I'm not being disrespectful mm-hmm. to him, he probably shouldn't have been there in the first place, to be fair. So you've got to blame the supervisor the IBF for putting him in that situation. He was walking around the hotel hobbling around. Um, at least
1: least he got the score right I mean he got the wrong way round but at least least you know if he'd have actually known who was who imagine
0: if Hassan's got the decision I mean that would have been a full on right but yeah you know lucky (laughs) enough
1: in Belfast as well (laughs) you imagine
0: I say lucky enough Ryan got the decision it was a punch perfect performance Mm. from from him and um, sounds like there's going to be news on his next fight next week so um, yeah stay tuned that's
1: a big fight from what we hear as well we can't tell you I I think I know who it is but we won't won't talk about it now
0: you won't have long to wait
1: okay what um Anything to say about Burnett? You not really. It was really a expected? great. It was a really good. We expecting him to beat Haskins like that? I did. Uh, Haskins is so awkward, though. That's the thing. Haskins is so awkward. His style is so awkward that that I don't think he was expected to win that wide. I didn't expect him to win that wide. So fair play to him so, to beat a guy like Haskins, a quality fighter like that, that wide. Fair play.
0: I think you've got to give credit to Adam Booth as well. There, you know, like yeah. you say, um, Lee Haskins is very awkward. throw shots from angles that like you. It's just just not the norm. He's very smart. But, but
1: if I was Adam Booth. And I was training Ryan Burnett, and and Matchroom came to me and said, "Look, we can get Eli Haskins." I'd, I'd have jumped at that yeah, fight. Yeah, you, s- you probably
0: saw that uh, great picture on Twitter the moment that he found out he was fighting him. So there was Adam house Yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I haven't you, seen that actually. No. I'll yeah, show you after this a, a little, little video. Yeah. Maybe put put a little, put a little um, tweet out with it on. Hmm. Um, yeah, so there was in Adam Booth's house. Adam had a, an iPhone, turned it around. Uh, it was a text message from Eddie to say, we've got the fight. It was the one they wanted. He broke down in tears. They well, sort of knew yeah. it was the moment. So, yeah, you know, like you say, they, they wanted that fight uh, for a reason. Um, and they obviously perfected the I campaign. mean,
1: that's what, that's what boxing's about. isn't it? Yeah. Know, right fights at the right time. Um, very quickly, then, let's wrap up. Uh, but I want to cover two things very quickly. Um, the violence at the Copper Box at the Box Nation show after the Byfield and, and Sammy McNess fight. So Sammy McNess, obviously, a huge, big West Ham... Following, um, and uh, I'm not saying that that's was anything to do, yeah. anything to do with it. There were rumours about it being kind of West Ham versus Arsenal in the crowd. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I did see um, Byfield get up on the on the ring apron and do the hammer sign at some point afterwards. But what did you what did you feel about about that? I mean, you were there, Cal. Tell us very briefly kind of how it all kind of kicked off. Um, I was there in the deep end I was surrounded by, we- by the West Ham Sorry, what card? this was the um, this is the Bradley Skeet, the Bradley Skeet, Skeet show yeah. yeah it was the Bradley Skeet show where he won the British title alright wow, congrats to him I was deep in the West Ham fan they had the flags up and everything and uh uh, around round three was around round three. Um, Byfield was started to give Mcness a bit of a shellacking. To be honest, he started to beat him up, and uh, there he's was fun uh, to watch. Byfield, I've not seen him before. He's fucking wicked. He's really good. Like his footwork was exceptional. He was such a good fighter. I'm going to keep a lookout for him now. He started to take a shellacking after about three rounds, and there was a, a chap just to the right of me. I'd say in his late fifties, early sixties. He started to get really upset and he's stormed down the front and started <laughs> to pick a fight with someone. It's got separated. Security probably should have threw him out, but they decided not to because we were surrounded by West Ham people. I don't want to blame West Ham as a football club. It's not about them, yeah. but they were blatantly McNess um, fans. But, but what are you talking about? It's, it's not the fact that it's West Ham. It's, it's, it's a pack mentality, the yeah, fact a, that yeah. you're all there for a similar cause. Yeah, or yeah, So that happens. Three rounds later, Byfield is giving him an even worse shellac and he's beating the dog shit out of him. Then, um it gets stopped the towel comes in and then a load of people from the left side from where I'm sitting of the ring they were ringside have ran over to where we were sitting on the lower tier and started giving it the wanker signs and all of that There was a good 20 of them Started giving it the wanker signs And all that And then about 20 Of the McNess fans Have come piling down The staircase Gone on to the round Oh so side. you're saying it, it was what Maybe actually initiated by I, They provoked them They so provoked In by, Byfield The correct. Byfield fans Provoked group, the McNess sorry. fans the, They provoked the McNess fans But the McNess fans Are adults They didn't have to do anything Yeah they
0: focused On each other As yeah, far as I'm un- concerned yeah. um, I'm not sure. I'm quite comfortable with the whole football flags at boxing events. Uh, I think you um, wrote an article about um, yeah. you know the PDC and darts. Very very strict on no football colours printed on the tickets. I mean there is obviously a, an overlap. I think it's the same
1: for Matchroom as well. It? That's on the yeah, Matchroom yeah. promoter of yeah. no football colours I mean, as well. Yeah, you
0: know, you've got to respect. There is an overlap of boxing and and football, but you know in terms of flags and stuff like that. I think maybe it's just do you a think bit it too it just far. Yeah, I think it's a bit too far to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, what do you think? There's talk
1: about let's... booze bans afterwards.
0: No. Not sure about that. No, but uh, no, one thing I would say is I'm sure you know Frank Warren's team would have learned lessons. From very that, quiet so
1: afterwards. I must say that the, the the lack of. The lack of discussion or statement or whatever has been. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's not their fault they obviously pay a shitload. No, of but do you not for... think
1: there should be something that should have been said about you know this is what happened because yeah, the, the ring well I mean BT this is my view in my own personal view I'm as someone who's not involved with any of it um, was you know I'm not sure who it was in the ring that was saying
0: oh for fuck's sake calm down. Mike, all Mark the rest Tibbs. Of...
1: Yeah, oh, it was Mark Tibbs, was it? Mark, oh, Tibbs. Right, oh, okay. Mark Tibbs
0: and Mike Goodall, who's the um, sort of one of the wits yeah, no, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was I just
1: thought it was someone to do a who was, just lost no, the audio is that
0: the audio guy? Yeah, so Mark was Swearing, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It oh, the, the more calm one. Yeah. Sort of oh, well, fair play to
1: Martinez. Yeah, he guy, did. I didn't he was that. in the ring and cut it out. He was like he was talking to kids. Yeah, cut it out. Stop it. But you now. Know, BT, I mean BT, I I'm
0: management good, must have been
1: pulling their hair out. Yeah, it's a
0: shame it happened. You know, it's a shame we actually have to talk about this. But yeah. you know, such is you have to talk about. You can't ignore it. And I will yeah.
1: say that if that had happened on a Sky show or even an ITV show, nah, nah, that would be it. Would be big news. I think the fact that it probably was on Box Nation BT, but probably saved the sport maybe a lot of a yeah. lot of grief. Yeah. They, you see it at boxing you see the odd little scrap yep. I went to you yep. back the following week there was one or two they were zero tolerance they took them straight out of there it wasn't a scrap. It was about forty people having a ruck in a crowd. I was there. I had the best view. There was I, no well, one had a better put, view. You than sent me. us a video into the group, and and there was one. And it was we put lit- it on the on the Instagram. It was limbs. Well. It was it was. A, imagine seeing you know crowd shots of a football team scoring a ninety seventh minute winner to win the Champions League final. It was like that. Yeah. Just limbs everywhere. If that happened at a football match, it'd be on the front page of oh, every newspaper yeah. in the country.
0: Yeah, and what I would say is I'm just sort of thinking back what I've just said in the last two or three minutes. It doesn't happen all the time. So you no. know, um, that's that's one thing to. Well, that's to, why to it it's talking about. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, One thing I would say, wrapping up on that, I'm very pleased that um, Byfield and Daryl Williams are getting notice, um, both with Mickey Hellier, who I have done some work with in the past. So pleased to see them guys pushing on, and uh, it Fishing. does show does show that the, the smaller promoters. Can get can get joy on, the, on a wider scale so there's um, a really nice
1: interview as well with um with ifl afterwards where where you know very honest and it, it does show you a different side to the game which i think which it, it's very easy to forget you yeah. know if we're, if we're honest yeah you know even going to york hall yeah. for goodwin shows and that type of stuff which which i do you know it's it's only because really i've i've been at a gym where where people have been, have been on those shows and um it's easy to forget. So, um, yeah. Unfortunate, but it happens, and let's hope we all move on from it. So, um, and then finally, we've got Mickey Garcia against Adrian Broner this weekend at the Brooklyn Centre. Very quickly, predictions. I mean, my I can give you my two pence. Mickey Garcia is, is my favorite fighter, yeah, other than Anthony Cron and George Graves. Chris <laughs> you, favorite international fighter, I love him. I think his style is just I, I could sit and watch all day. Um, I can't wait to see Adrian Broner done and dusted just get rid of him.
0: I think arguably his last chance alone, you know, if he if he loses in a in a spectacular manner, I think it's gonna be difficult for Brown to come back.
1: And if he's gonna lose in a spectacular manner it's, it's to Mickey it's Garcia. Garcia.
0: Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see him moving up weight again. Um, and good to see him back in in the mix. You know, he obviously had like two years out for a contract um, yeah. disputes and whatnot. Um sorry about that. Um yeah it's great to see him back top in the show. It's a great show, you know, you look from top to bottom you've got um baby Miller fighting um Gerald Joe Washington. Washington. Yeah. I think Charlo's fighting Highland yeah. uh, Charlo is it? No, idea. Uh, the Jamal. one
1: who moved up to, to <laughs> yeah. Jamal. Jamal, uh, yeah, I know. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, so that's a good one. And then Highlands, a chap that obviously knocked out uh, Matthew Macklin yeah. in yeah. Ireland some years ago. So, and he's kind of just been ticking over since then. He's been. It feels like he's been WBC mandatory forever. So it's good that, that Charlo's managed to get a, to get a, get a fight with him. Is that on Box Nation, by the way?
0: No, it's on Sky. It is on the Sky, is it? Katie Taylor's on the bill. Oh, of course. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. yeah on Sky. Katie Hopkins. Um, <laughs> 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 yes, yeah, on Sky. I'm not sure what time, but, um, yeah. yeah, it should be a good
1: card. Uh, East, right. East Coast, obviously not too late. Um, I think the thing is with Brona, his two losses have been to welterweights and big welterweights. So, I think Mikey Garcia is going to win, but I, can see, I wouldn't be stunned if Brona won. Cool. All right, well, let's wrap it up there. It's been a little bit of an extra long we've had 45 minutes of Lawrence or Coley, which uh, I hope you really hope you enjoy listening to. Uh, we did it in the gym. We felt that the authentic sounds of you know being being around where where Lawrence trains and, and where he's at every day was, was something that would add something to the podcast. And hopefully uh, hopefully it's enjoyable for you to listen to. And and hopefully we'll have um, with more guests of, of Lawrence standing in in, in the future. So um, yeah, at below the belt underscore fantasy league. Very quickly, anything we need to know? Are we doing? Have we started it yet? We haven't started it yet. I haven't started it yet. All right, so forget it. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about it next time. Um, so thank you for listening, uh, and we love your feedback on the on the pod. And I hope you enjoy this uh, bumper edition. Thanks very much. See you soon.
2: Sports Social
0: Podcast Network.